what if um uh, what if pyramid was low key kind of thick and goaded with the sauce or t- something i i don't know i got nothing <laughs> we're the pod people i'm america's most defeated man Matisse Van Rossel. Oh, I was going to say, I'm Ben Sheets, and I'm a broken man. Hi, I'm Cleveland Mosier, and I give the best pyramid head. <laughs> You've done it, Cleveland. I didn't think it was possible, but I hate Silent Hill now. <laughs> Awesome. Fuck so, the series. Yeah. Sometimes bad things happen to good people. Yeah, let it die. Sometimes know? the ones let we love burn. the most yeah. betray us the most viciously. Sometimes Cleveland makes us watch Silent Hill Revelations to talk about on this fucking podcast. And... um Cleveland, you've seen this movie three times once now. Once in theaters. Why don't, once in theaters... And twice after that, for some reason. Yeah. Why don't you tell us about Silent Hill Revelations, since you're the lore expert on it at this point. Yeah. That's something I never wanted, but here we are. <laughs> oh, oh, word? Yeah. Because it seems like your decisions led us here, led they, us to this point. They did, they did, it's true. Um, you, you could, you have the power, you had the power to avert this. I did, and I didn't. Um, because sometimes fate chooses the dark path within us or some some dumb shit like that that's a platitude yeah yeah it doesn't mean anything like most of the dialogue in this movie yeah um it's the sequel to the the silent hill movie yeah it it came out in like 2012 yeah but it looks like it came out in around 2008 yeah 2006 or so somehow looks worse than the first one far worse far worse no, there are there are things that uh, I I like. Uh, some things I like a lot about the original film, though it's it's mostly bad. Like, yeah, I mean, we we chose to talk about the first one for a reason. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's there it has some some merits, especially yeah, sure. compared to uh, the vast majority of video game movies out there. Oh yeah, those video game movies go in particular, sure. But um, yeah, there's some cool movie making things. This doesn't have much of any of that. And, uh, <laughs> most of the cast is back, and they're, 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 uh, they're doing Silent Hill things. Uh, well, most of the cast is back for, like, one day on set. Mm-hmm. Each. Yeah. If and I, they're all phoning it in. Yes. If I had to summarize this movie in three words, it would be stop fucking talking. <laughs> like, yeah. it is mostly terrible exposition and dialogue which is amazing because if you look at the games games have very little exposition very little is said about silent hill it's mostly experienced there's these small sequences of interaction between characters lost in the fog and mystery and fear and horror and uh some sort of like revelation or thing at the end right where you figure out like why the person is there or whatnot and that's about it See, if I had watched this movie without knowing anything about Silent Hill or the games, I'd assume Silent Hill was a game about seeing who can do the worst American accent. <laughs> Damn. Um, because they do make it a contest. 
It really is. Yeah. It's almost impressive how bad it gets at times. Yeah. I, I mean, think... actors like Sean Bean are obviously phoning it in, and I mean, I can't say I blame him. You know, sometimes you do a project just to get paid. You show up, put in the bare minimum of effort, I mean, and leave with some money in your pocket. I mean, like, from the actor's perspective, right? Like, you look at that dialogue. Yeah. Like, you look, well, I you mean, look what, at the dialogue script, and you know what you're, you're in for. Yeah, yeah, like, what are you supposed to do with this? And, like... I've I've seen Sean Bean in other movies where he does a pretty good American accent, and his it, it, it he was just obviously he obviously did not give a shit. Yeah. But then you've got like fucking uh, Kit Harrington, John Snow, uh, doing maybe the worst American accent I've ever seen on film. I mean, he it's. Did- he does a British accent in Game of Thrones, right? Well, yeah, because he is, he's like, British. Yeah, <laughs> his, he's from the his, North. That's his actual speaking I, uh, voice, yeah. I wonder if it's still this bad, because, oof, man, it's rough here. Like, he yeah. can't even do a full sentence before. I mean, so, like, I guess in fairness to him, like, you know, he's pretty young when this movie came out. I think this movie was made... You know, like after maybe one or two seasons of Game of Thrones, you know, and in that show, he gets to use his own speaking voice mainly, you know, Uh, but man, there is not a single line of dialogue from his character in this movie where he manages to hold his accent together. Not a single one. Your father is... Trapped in Silent Hill. <laughs> like, okay. like, yeah, man. Like, it just got constantly coming and going. Um, and and about at the beginning, he like it almost feels like there might be some effort, but then towards the end, like he just or towards like halfway through, he just starts giving up. Oh entirely. God, yeah, completely. And, like, Ahs and A's and O's and all all that. And, like it just starts like creeping in, like not even creeping in, but like the floodgates have opened. Yeah, yeah. like it, to. Like, a, such a, a baffling degree, right? Like, like clearly, I, at what level did anyone care? Yeah, I like can... Like, on, on, on I, set, I see anyone, no. I see no. no evidence that anybody gave a shit about this right. movie from, like, the, from the bottom up. Yeah, bottom up. Like, like, like the, the dialogue is, is rough, but may, maybe it's maybe sincere. Hard to tell. But, like, the direction to, like, the, the actors to the editing, like, none of it feels like it it wants to be there. Yeah. Like, no, the, the viewers are not alone here. Like, it feels like everyone involved on this project well, is, like, strapped in and can't escape. That's either. the worst part, because this is a writer-director joint. Yes. Um, oh, that makes so sense, They uh, not only wrote this, but also directed it, which makes it even more cynical in the fact that, like... It seems unenthusiastically made. Yeah, I mean this made. is this is your your sort of uh, textbook cynical studio sequel. I don't even think the first one was like particularly successful. I so it's it's interesting that they thought this sequel. I I'm pretty sure the first one came out in like 2006. So this sequel is like six years later. Yeah, it definitely feels like one of those cases where they're like, well, what IP do we have that we can throw something together yeah. for? Um, this is the kind of movie that if it were made now, it would be straight to 
whatever streaming start like not even netflix you know like this is this is like a i mean we were just talking about prey last week but this is like a straight to hulu fucking uh straight to quibi original (laughs) yeah r.i.p quibi uh yeah man uh we also have mentioned that this is uh this was shot for 3d Uh, I did not see it in the theaters, but I do remember that being a part of its marketing, which in 2012 feels late uh, for 3D movies. It was definitely slowing down by that point. Yeah, in a big way. Avatar was a few years old at that point. Mm -hmm. And, And, you know, when we were talking about that, you mentioned that there's still some stuff after this, like Fury Road, which I didn't see in theaters and didn't even realize was originally in 3d because you can't tell but this one you sure can yeah Um, there's there's gimmicks aplenty in it honestly i'm thinking about how this movie would have played in 3d i feel like i would have gotten the biggest fucking headache yeah during this i mean i was already getting a headache just from the fucking endless bullshit dialogue the terrible acting the dog shit cg like having to wear 3d glasses and see some of this ugly gross smooth cg like flying at my face just seems yeah awful it's abrasive and not in like an atmospheric like silent hill way but rather like a it'll give you a fucking headache yeah way can i tell you all about my experience going sure because you were talking like you couldn't even imagine right well let me paint you a picture so I didn't watch the trailer for this movie. I, you know, my usual sure. fare. I didn't know anything about it, but I was younger at the time, so I didn't put feelers out either. That was the mistake. Um, and I went into the theater with a friend. I think it was, I think it was Jack, my, my friend Jack, and uh, we were both like big fans of Silent Hill, right? Like, oh yeah, I can't wait to see this movie. The first one's kind of cool, you know. At the time, 2012, yeah, the first one's great. Like, can't wait to go in and, like, see this. Silent Hill 2 is, like, one of my favorite games of all time. I'm just, I, I, I cannot wait to see them depict James and Pyramid Head and all this other stuff. We get in there, we put on our 3D glasses, and we get this dog shit. And I just remember, like, walking out of that theater, and we were just both like, well, well, that was rough. And, like, just so dejected and bummed. Isn't this yeah. movie, like, l- very loosely based on Silent Hill 3? Mm-hmm. I don't know, I never fucking played it. Yeah, I haven't either. It has some of the visuals of Silent Hill 3, but that's as far as the connection goes, basically. I feel like I, through like watching YouTube videos and stuff, I know basically that the plot of Silent Hill 3 is about like the cult trying to get the protagonist so that they can use her body as a vessel to like summon their god which is kind of the plot of this one yeah sort of and isn't she isn't the main character in this wearing like the same outfit yeah yeah they put her in the same outfit in the third one yeah man but you know it's so hard to talk about the story of this movie in like any sort of serious way as a video game series, is known for fucking stilted cutscenes. Like, that's absolutely a thing. Except you're playing Silent Hill. 
In right, this, you can get past the cutscene. You're a passive observer, yeah. Yeah. So, like, all you have is cutscene. Yeah, and also, like, in the games, like, there's sort of a lost-in-translation factor that yes. works because it's, like, they're, they're, like, lost spirits, you know? They're these people who are kind of wandering and slowly losing their minds. So if there's a bit of a lost-in-translation thing there, it works. Like, they're having trouble, like, speaking to each other. Like, there's... You can you can put twists on it, you know. Yeah. You can't fucking do that with a movie like this. No. Like like it all like they're American actors, like it's or they're or they're British actors or whatever, and it's just like it, it's really yeah. Very fucking... few actual American actors in this, which is why everybody's doing a shitty accent. Even yeah. the lead is uh, her American accent is passable, but there are a couple of times where it kind of slips, and I looked it up, and she's Australian. Um, yeah. So, oh. man, you. In regards to, like, the CG and the 3D a minute ago, you mentioned that it, like, is devoid of atmosphere, and I think the entire fucking movie is. Like, I think the the first one, for its faults at least, has... It does, like, a decent job of, like, capturing sort of the vibe mm-hmm. of Silent Hill. A lot of the effects haven't aged super well, but... You know, there's some, like, legitimately atmospheric stuff in that movie. Yeah. And in this, every, like, spooky Silent Hill set piece or whatever is so overdressed that it looks like uh, like a haunted house. Yeah, it looks like they hired the local haunted house to just dirty everything up. Yeah, it's like for them, like making something spooky is just like draping everything in like torn up plastic. Yeah. Like that's... And I was a bit hopeful even because there's a moment early in the movie... I think the school where she's in the school, yeah. Where they they cut to a hallway where it's pretty well dressed, like Silent Hill style, with like practical hanging lights and stuff like that. And I thought it was really good. And then most of the rest of it is either yeah, that's about it. Overwrought haunted house, you know, practical or just ugly CG. You know, yeah, that the that doesn't feel like the same place that the characters are like it's not lit the same it's like the green screen is so apparent they even threw like a lot of it cg the fog in silent hill which is fucking crazy to me it's like you're so cheap you can't even afford like a fucking smoke machine (laughs) at the very least i love it too because like the the fog in Silent Hill is and they do they do it great in the first movie like where it feels like um it could be snow you know like and you kind of reach your finger out and you touch the snow and it's like oh wait no it's ash and like there's a there's a thing with that but here it's just like big fucking brown and like gray flakes of yeah of like what can only be like ash I guess but it's all CG'd in and it's like so it's only in the foreground yep. and it, it God it looks so nasty uh. And it's usually on, like, green screen backdrops to boot, and so yeah. it's all fake. It's, it's all, so ugly. Yeah, and just a hot bummer. So, one thing about Silent Hill that is well adhered to in the first movie, also, is there are rules. It is a town that has been essentially, like, sort of dimensionally fucked up, you know, by sure. spectral forces of some kind. Um, at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's basically, it's been, it is an entire town that has been, like, spirited away, right? Like, it's, it's almost fey, like, in that sense. 
Um, it's, it's Americana folklore. It's a dark town. The town itself is possessed. It's scary. And it shifts and it changes. And then, and then there are monsters. And, and the monsters usually represent some sort of internal psychological fears or traumas or whatever. Or things that you've done. Or guilt. You know, they're, they're, the monsters are all in some capacity metaphoric, and they represent something about your personality. Mm-hmm. Uh, or the, the protagonist's personality in the story. So, the movie immediately breaks the, any of that by having Sharon Rose, whatever the fuck her name is. Uh, Heather. Heather. It's, Cher, it's Sharon from the first one. She escaped in right. the, the Sharon, dumbest way. But, yeah. yeah, so Heather, Sherry, Derry, whatever her name is. Um, she is uh, not in Silent Hill. Her dad or whatever, they were like trying to move from town to town. They're just trying to get away from the cult mm-hmm. and live on their own. And she's just immediately beset by weird visions and monsters, and the walls are changing, and things right off the bat. Like, little to no setup, like, she's just in Silent Hill all the time. Silent Hill has come to her, and I fucking hate that. Like, the whole point is it's the town, you know? And so when you start incorporating this stuff, and you're trying to, like, break the laws of reality, like, you're breaking your rules, like, that are established, like, in, in the story. Because, like, part of the fun with Silent Hill is trying to figure out what the fuck Silent Hill is. And you need to adhere to that shit. And it's like, it's, there's... It's, you're just trying to do a different movie at like, that point. With the, with the barest suspension of disbelief, I can be like, okay, you know, she escaped from Silent Hill. You know, she's the the good part of the evil demon Alessa or whatever that, you know, they... The, she hid the good part of her soul in that babe. Whatever, some fucking stupid bullshit. But it's like, okay, I can I can excuse it to the extent that like, well, the town is kind of a part of her, like at, with Alessa's spirit, like being in her body. So it's like she sort of has the ability to see into it. You know, she can get like the vision. She can see that spooky reality lurking behind ours whatever it's it's shallow but like i can accept that but the problem is uh there's also a big uh girl boss pyramid head demon in in this one that can just uh attack her wherever and like kills the weird private investigator who's like trying to talk to her. It's like, so then they're really just, they're fully shattering the rules and being like, yeah, Silent Hill can just happen wherever because we need it to, you know, they don't even try to say that like, maybe she's like a conduit for it. So like she's bringing Silent Hill into the real world or whatever. There are no rules. They don't care. They just want... I don't know why I'm even thinking about it this much. On one hand, there's that, like, deep disregard for the rules, right? Like, for the world, for whatever else like that. Like, a lack of caring. On the other hand, all this movie does is explain things. Yes. Like, every conversation is just, like, needless, like, ongoing exposition. Constant exposition. Lord. Like, they just won't fucking stop. It's like, please. And, like, from the top to the end, like I was saying earlier, like, Silent Hill, it's it's literally called Silent Hill. (laughs) Yeah, right. right. Like, the the whole point is it's the music. Like, like, um... Uh, what's, what's, what's the... Yamaoka? Yeah, yeah, like, uh, Akira Yamaoka, uh, it, it, like, it, mu- his music is, like, was, does all the heavy lifting in the franchise. 
Like it's it's mm-hmm. his music is just creating this beautiful atmosphere for us to walk around in and enjoy. Atmospheric storytelling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. And it's it's about the scenery and and it's it's about like looking around and taking in these strange environments and occasionally a little bit of dialogue. Like that again even the dialogue is atmospheric and like disjointed and displaced. So that that that's that's it. That's what Silent Hill is. And so to completely miss the ball like on that and and just have every scene be full of Hi, we're out. Well, I'm actually from a cult, and the cult is trying to do this, and your father is here, and we have to go to this place, and you're the you're the key in the secret, and the key is actually inside of a girl who is this other girl, and the the, the girl is uh is is a is the light, and you're the darkness, and the cult wants the darkness, but also the light, and there's also a seal of Metatron, and if you put the seal with the other seal of Metatron that's inside of Malcolm McDowell, uh, uh it's gonna unlock the dark that's within the girl that's within the light, and it's like, dude, what the fuck are you what talking about? What is going about? on? Fucking it's, stop! It's so like, confusing. Like, the girl is the MacGuffin, the the seal is the MacGuffin, but there's two seals. Stop. Who the fuck read this and said, like, yeah, "Yeah, I want to put money behind it? Well, you, while we were watching it... It's crazy to me. While we were watching it, you you said that you would be willing to put money on the the writer not being a native English speaker. Yeah, it's like like the room. And yeah. and it and and I I do I don't blame you for thinking that unfortunately or I, I don't know it's not necessarily unfortunate but the the writer director is uh, is a native English speaker um, so it that just makes it all the more baffling mm-hmm. it's like how are you even reading a draft of your own script and being like yeah. This this is good. This makes sense. This is how people sound. This is how people talk. There's like so many just like fucking clunky ass lines. What was the one that I pointed out? Kit Harrington or no? She says to Kit Harrington, "If you if you loved somebody, you would know that you can't give up." <laughs> yeah. Like what? W- what like I kind of? <laughs> it's like a it's like a bad English translation of something. You yeah. know, it's like if you it's like somebody, I you would know that you can't. You would up. know that you can't give up, and it's like I get the sentiment that you're going for, but as like a sentence that the doesn't that really make much is, sense. If you really, if you truly love someone, you don't give up. That's how you say it. Or you don't, you don't give up on them or like, Mm -hmm. you don't get like, you wouldn't give you wouldn't stop looking for them. Cause it's which she's, yeah. yeah, Yeah. Cause she's looking for her dad. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. Cause this time Sean Bean's the one who gets spirited Mm -hmm. away to silent Hill and his daughter has to come after him. Well, just cult it away. Yeah. Cult. Yeah. Cult it away. That's another fucking thing. The cult is like, they were not established in, the first one at all. There was the other cult in the first one who are like hiding in the church or whatever, right? But they're just the survivors. Like they're the ones who are right. burning they're the, the witches. Yeah, they're yeah. they're burning the witches and stuff. Right. Yeah, like they're they're, they're, they're anti cult. Right. Well, I mean, there is the whole, there is like a religious bent, you know, because they think that uh, Sharon's the demon or whatever. So they like take her to to burn her. Like, so there and is. She, she is. Yeah, right. Yeah. But, but they're like, so. they are a cult. Like there is a religious bent to it. But the cult in this one is totally disconnected from that cult. Yeah. 
but also are responsible for the bad things going on in Silent Hill, but they were never addressed in the first one at all. And this one is headed up by Carrie Ann Moss, who I caught in one throwaway line of dialogue is supposed to be the sister of the crazy cult leader lady from the first one. Alice Krieg's character. Yes, correct. I forgot I forgot that was Alice Krieg. So they're both the head of different cults that are unrelated to one another? Yeah, yeah why not? What, what, what I, the fuck? <laughs> man, I, I just want to take a second to talk about Carrie Ann Moss's uh, terrible makeup. Uh, she's like in white face with a bad Legolas wig. Well, she she looks like, like she looks like a discount version of the evil elf from Hellboy Two. Yeah, kind of of, uh, yeah. of, of Prince Nuada. Yeah, Prince Nuada yeah, in Hellboy yeah, yeah. Two. Yeah, and uh, who, in fairness, I also look like a cheap discount of Prince Nuada, but that's but the makeup. <laughs> but the makeup in Hellboy Two is is good, and he looks cool. He does. He's well, he's like edgy. A cheap, cheap yeah, discount. Yeah, it's a cheap version. Yeah. Of him. yeah. Well, th- that's the thing is like the in version. in the the confrontation scene at the end where the lighting is like a little bit more dynamic, and they're in like an actual kind of set, and then not it's a like Marriott Hotel conference room. I'll get to that uh but like the makeup looks a little bit more passable like i can sort i can see what they're going for like in that it's like okay she's supposed to be like very pale and like she doesn't have eyebrows and stuff but the introduction the first time we see her is in a set as you said that looks like it's the conference room at like the airport Marriott or something. Yeah. They hung up like a, a red, a big red curtain on the back wall and hauled in a big plastic Mardi Gras statue that they could chain Sean Bean to. Yeah, it's like and, cheaply airbrushed. And it's like so, and it's like they use the the fucking conference room lighting, so it's like super flat. And there's lots of close ups of her, and you can tell that she's just absolutely lacquered up with like white face paint, and they didn't like shave her eyebrows or anything they just painted over them yeah and so it's like i legitimately in that scene couldn't tell what they were going for like if the character was supposed to be wearing makeup or what it's so fucking confusing (laughs) and it's like carrie ann moss is great totally wasted in that that's one of the wildest things about this movie is that like there are a lot of good actors in this movie giving giving, career worst giving career worst performances the only one the 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 ian mcdiarmid of this movie is malcolm mcdowell who is has like a three minute scene where he is actually giving a suitably campy performance for the tone of the movie and it's like there's like this one little glimpse of what a fun version of this movie could be Mm -hmm. look child oh but i am blind could you could you place it in my hand? Like he's yeah, like I love his performance. He's hamming it the so fuck good. up, yeah. and it's like that's the thing about like, Malcolm McDowell is he's such a good actor. I don't think he's capable of giving a bad performance, even when he's in a bad movie. Yeah, and he's, he's a king, yeah. this was like he's, he's the time period where he would do anything for like a hundred bucks. Oh yeah, totally. I <laughs> so. I don't I don't think he's been in any movies since this movie. <laughs> 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 Honestly, 
Um, I, I mean, he's pretty old, so I think he, I think he retired. I mean, geez, he was doing yeah, this movie see. and Rob Zombie's Halloween, you know, a few years before this. He was doing so, shitty like, exorcism movies. Yeah, and... like he just, he was just, you know. Staying, yeah. staying busy, getting a little bit of money. My but, man had a full career proving himself. Yeah, like, absolutely. I do not, yeah. uh, I do not begrudge him that for mm, one fucking no. minute. Get I'll, your, I'll never hold it against an actor to slum it or get, whatever. Get you your know? bag yeah, where you can. Get yeah. your bag where you can. You know, but man, it does like throw into stark contrast just like how bad everybody else's performances yeah. are. Karen like Moss even the good, the even the good, ma- the good actors. Yeah, because yeah. like Sean. Sean Beans is just like is like textbooks phoning it phoning it in. Yeah, like, just totally flat and emotionless. Who gives a shit? Right, yeah. textbook phoning it in. And then Kit Harrington's is like just earnestly. It feels earnestly bad. Like he he just he, he's trying, yeah. but it's not. It's falling flat. And then he's trying, but it's not working. Right. Yeah. Uh, but then Carrie on Mosses is almost chewing the scenery. Almost. But the delivery is so. Yeah. She's not in enough of the movie to like really get to do in anything, anything. fun. Yeah. yeah, they don't give her any opportunity. She's yeah, it's like the she's in like t- I think she's only in like two scenes in this movie yeah. in that fucking uh, Marriott conference room, and then at the very end. Mm-hmm. And well, there's one part with her and, and Kit Harrington, and both really times, short. yeah, oh yeah, I guess that's right. Yeah, so that three scenes, but like every single one. scene she's in. She's tasked with just giving endless exposition. What do you do with a lot of that stuff? It's like you can't have fun with any of it because there's so fucking much of it. You have to get it all out before the scene can end, you know? Mm-hmm. And it... Ugh. Yeah, which means you can't hold out your lines. You can't, like, leave for cool dramatic pauses. It's just, like, nope. it's just constant... You just yeah, gotta, yeah, 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 gotta yeah, yeah. get the lines out. Gotta get the lines out. Yeah, and like, she, yeah, she's not given anything like physically to do no. other than like walk around people or uh, walk around people more. Yep, like, she that's, walks that's around really people. She do, yeah, like she is... turns she turns into a, a CG demon at the end. Yeah, and, and fights it does Pyramid Head. I guess. Yeah, but... but at that point, it's not her anymore. You know. Yeah. And what the fuck does revealing your true form mean? Right, like. You know, because the seal of Metatron is said to reveal your true form, and then it, it then it turns uh, Malcolm McDowell into just a big skin boy. Like he basically he's basically like uh, a less cool version of uh, what's the in Resident Evil Three? What's the guy's name? Nemesis. He's like he's like Nemesis, but boring. And then yeah. uh, he's just like a big skin monster. And then uh, yeah, Carrie Ann Moss gets turned into uh, girl boss Pyramid Head, and it's like that's. Why? What is, what is true about that? Yeah, she's like a buff Cenobite, kind of. Yeah, and it's like, is it her true self is ugly? That's it? Because that's like kindergarten level shit, right? Yeah. There's nothing about, like, Malcolm McDowell's form, that he like his true self, I guess, that he turns into, that says anything It doesn't about reveal anything about it. Just, like, if he was greedy yeah. or gluttonous, it would, like, make him, like, big and fat and, and feasting and have multiple mouths or something, right? Like, that would be a true self. Right, like demon, a demon that shows you what you really. Yeah, are. it's not a true self. If it's she... just it just makes them scary. Yeah, and like if she unquote. was like hungry for power or whatever, like it would make her powerful looking. But it it does. I, mean, I guess, but like you know what I mean. Like it's nothing. There's nothing there. Like it's it's fucking. And it's like again. she's she mm-hmm. and the cult are trying to kill the demon, but she's also a demon. And then she fights Pyramid Head, who is a demon who is, like, 
the servant of the demon. So everybody's just a demon. So what is anybody's motivation? Demon. 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 Yeah, that's about it. Everyone, everyone's a demon. Yeah. yeah. How, how impressive is it that like the movie can talk at you for two hours and we come off of it like knowing nothing, knowing absolutely nothing. Yeah. 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 It's because because it's just, talking at you without fucking saying anything substantial. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's convoluted nonsense. Yep. Yeah, it doesn't follow its own rules. It doesn't follow the rules established in the previous movie. It doesn't follow the rules established by the game franchise, you know, whatever. It's just like it's it's totally based around rules of convenience. What what do we need to accomplish loosely in this scene? Okay. Uh, bend the, bend the rules to accommodate that. Mm-hmm. So I want to go to one of my uh, another another kind of thing that exhibits the phoning in and the the hollowness of this movie is one of my complaints about the first Silent Hill is Sean Bean walking around the town screaming Rose Sharon you know the whole time and it's like yeah. biblical mm-hmm. symbolism and it's like slapping you in the face with like like with the, with the symbolism. Mm-hmm. Um, at least there he was yelling. Um, in this movie, when he's tied up to the thing, and, like, Heather, like, comes up to the thing, he goes, Heather, and that's it. And, like, a movie that cared, right, would have, like, would be cutting back to Sean Bean, like, thrashing around on that, screaming, Heather, no, Heather, you know, like, 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 and, like, like, hurting his wrists, like, trying to get out and save and help his daughter. And no one cares enough on set. Yeah. To try anything like that. Like, he doesn't, like, we're not, we're supposed to feel something. Like, like you forget, they forget why we're watching. Like, we watch movies to feel shit, right? We yeah. want to, we want to, like, I want to, I want to feel feelings. I want to, I want to enjoy something. I want to vicariously, like, get something out of this experience. But, like, how the fuck am I, what am I supposed to fucking feel for I don't think this, goes, I don't think Heather. this movie was made for, to make anybody yeah. feel anything. Yeah. Except how frustrated. How is that, right? Yeah. It looks like he fell asleep. Yeah. I mean, well, as, as an actor, you get hired on for a project like this, and they give you the script, and you read it, and you're like, oh, okay, so none of this matters. Yep. And it's like, why why bother putting in any sort of effort? Like, you can tell from reading the script that this is going to be a, a piece of shit. So why... As an actor, would you make any effort to, like, give a good performance with the fucking dialogue that you're given? Again, like, Malcolm McDowell gives a fun performance, but I I do probably think that that is his version of phoning it in. I just think he's really good. So even his phoning it in is still kind of good, you yeah. know? Yeah. <sighs> yeah, that's the thing, man. This movie was fucking exhausting. Even, like, the glimmers of interesting things were kind of undercut by just shitty execution. Like, for example, there's a really cool in-concept monster where it's like a mannequin spider. Yes. Right? Oh, yeah, let's and, talk about the mannequin um, spider. <laughs> conceptually, it's a really cool idea, just very silent hill of taking used parts of mannequins and kind of seeming them together into well, a yeah, spooky and monster. And it's cool because it's nesting in, like, a web made of, like, plastic wrap. Yeah. Which is visually very cool and conceptually very cool. So, like, I like this idea a lot, 
However, the CG is terrible, so it looks like dog shit. The the mannequin spider looks fucking awful. Yeah, it, it's hard for me to wrap my head around it because the mannequins in Silent Hill, or just mannequins in general, are uncanny and unsettling. Yes. There's just normal, regular mannequins are already pretty creepy. So they've already, you know, like they're doing a lot of the lifting for you on their own. Um, uh, bad CG can often look uncanny. So you would think, okay, yeah, we're doubling down on the uncanny valley. We're getting as like as, as far from like human as we can for like the closeness to human to be unsettling. So even like a poorly done like CG like doll monster can look kind of spooky. The problem here is that they tried a little bit too hard with the realness of the eyes, and it looks like... They went back to cartoon. They went back to cartoon. They lost the Uncanny Valley. So, like, somehow far into the Uncanny Valley, they started to come up out of the other side into cartoon again. Mm -hmm. I think the the problem, too, I, like, I understand, I get what you're saying, that, like, bad CG can be, like, uncanny in kind of a creepy way, but I think the problem still is that even if it looks creepy kind of in order to be effective it has to still look like it's physically in the same space as the actors otherwise it's not threatening at all like you you mentioned sonic the the original (laughs) version of sonic with the with the teeth teeth. before uh before uh, the internet bullied them into changing the design (laughs) after the movie was almost completely finished um and that that was not intended to be scary, but it was because the the quality of the CG is actually quite good, and you can mostly trick your brain into believing that that human-toothed hedgehog <laughs> is existing in the same meat space as James Marsden, right? Yeah. <laughs> this is not that. Yeah. Like, the the mannequin spider, while kind of having uncanny elements to its design, especially, like, the fucking 3D-ass CG, is just, like, so smooth and shitty that you don't buy for a second that it's in the same space as the human actors, and that removes any and all threat, yeah. I think. Yeah, and I think... There's a subtle nuance there, right? Like, because with the games, they play with that sense in how the characters stutter and almost jiggle around, and it's very stilted, and, like, they... They're also not real people. It looks like they're glitching out. And, like, if they had done that in this movie, like, really pushed that kind of fucked up element of CG, fucked up looking, you know, even if it doesn't look real it would have given it such a threatening feel because it looks so fucked up whereas with this like it looks like they had an intent in mind they just didn't know how to execute it properly the light the flat lighting once again doesn't help like that room isn't darkly lit no you know it's Mm -hmm. not like like a crawling armed monster coming out of the shadows like, you see it from far away, you see it up close, it's all, like, very neutral, yeah. and you can see the whole thing in full all the time. That's another big part of the problem. Earnestly, Sid's monster... <laughs> from Toy Story. From Toy Story looks scarier. Yeah. I mean that. I mean that earnestly. Like, like it is a, a scarier design. And it's the same thing. It's a doll. 
you know, it's a spider doll. Yeah. And it looks so much scarier in the children's movie Toy Story. And that scene in Toy Story where Woody discovers it, where he's got, like, the flashlight on. out of the shadows. And it's like you can just see the baby doll's head, and he's like, oh, hey, come over here, little fella. And it comes over, and then it, like, rises up on its big spider legs. Oh, yeah, Like, in a a children's Pixar movie, (laughs) that is legitimately spookier than... Anything in this movie? Yeah, a single thing. While while we're on the subject of the of the ugly mannequin <laughs> spider, that scene very well highlights another <laughs> big issue with this movie is that it's fucking horribly edited. There is oh, no yeah. good sense of space at any point in this movie. Like one of the most basic tenets of filmmaking it's shit that you learn like freshman year of of film school first semester if you're gonna cross the 180 degree line you have to have a shot in between that transitions you have to cross the line with a transition shot before you're on the other side of it otherwise the sense of space doesn't make sense your brain doesn't like it it looks wrong and this movie is just fucking full of that. The reveal of the fucking mannequin spider is a great example of something very similar where, like, Heather or whatever is trying to, like, free this woman who's, like, wrapped up in plastic web and whatever. And it cuts to, like, the mannequin spider, like, unfolding itself or whatever. And we see them looking at it, but you can't, from the shot, tell where in the room they're looking. It looks like they're looking, like, sort of across the room, but then in the next shot, we see that it's, like, up in the corner of the room, and it's coming, like, down towards them. And it's edited in such a way that you cannot place where the fuck that is in the room until that point. And that's just, it's just fucking bad. It's just, like, so amateurish. You just get coverage, so you avoid shit like that. And maybe they had coverage. Maybe the editor's just bad. It's hard to say. Uh, mm-hmm. Or the editor could have been doing their best with shitty coverage. You or they were both bad. Or they were both bad. I mean... Who knows? Everybody fucking... Nobody gave a shit when they were making this movie. Nobody fucking gave a shit. And it's, like, it's this... It's shit that's not even fucking worth talking about, but we have to, because that's what this show is. It's like, we have to talk about this stuff, because otherwise, what would we fucking talk about? I think it's hilarious, and I think it's educational, too. Like, like there is a, a lot of cool insights there uh, into, like, breaking down, I mean, like, this why is, this is certainly This movie is certainly a good example of, like, how to not make a movie from yeah. most fronts. Yeah. Uh, and, and in that sense, yeah, I guess it's educational, but... Who boy, is it not an enjoyable exercise at fucking all? Yeah, I mean, this movie is 94 minutes, but it, oh, it felt feels like so much three longer. hours at least. Mm-hmm. It felt so much longer. I was so... Ten minutes into this movie, I was ready to be done with it. The way it's structured, there's just no tension at all. And it ends up making everything feel so flat. And it feels like it goes on forever. Yeah. It feels like you are stuck in Silent Hill. Yeah. 
it feels and this is your own it personal feels like hell. purgatory yeah and honestly yeah this is my own personal hell watching a shitty movie that never ends that never fucking ends yeah well it's it's totally devoid of tension because it has no rules in order for something to feel tense yeah. you have to have an understanding of why a situation is dangerous right and when anything can happen at any time just because the movie needs it to, there's no tension whatsoever. I think I'm a bad friend. I think you are, too. <laughs> I think you are, too. And, yeah, like... Every... And, I, and I won't forget this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, give me back. Yeah, let's level the tables, at least. Um, uh, but... No, I think I don't think that's a term, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> level the um, playing field, yeah, yeah. or the, and or the, turn the tables. Let's level them. You you let's com- level the tables. Let's level the. Well, I mean, a table should be level, right? True. Because yeah. if not, it's not good for much. Yeah, yeah. so it, I guess it works. <laughs> um, anywho, uh, yeah, there uh, there were a lot of times watching this with you guys where uh, I had a real chuckle because I'd just be sitting on the couch, you know, like just taking in this bad movie I've seen multiple times. And I just, like, you know, some would say some dumb shit or whatever. One of y'all would just go, what? Like, it always kind of giggle out of me. Like, just, what does that mean? This was what? such a fucking like, frustrating was, viewing experience. Yeah, it's like, oh my god, it looks awful. Like, yeah, like it's not, it does. It's not fun. It's not interesting. I had a great time. I didn't I, laugh. I did. <sighs> Yeah, you were laughing at our misery. That's where you were finding your amusement. And while I understand that, and a part of me respects it, at the same time... I mean... You'll give it back. I guess we're I'm, even. I will. I guess we're <laughs> even now, after Greasy Strangler. Yeah! This is your Greasy Strangler. It is. That's it fucking is. crazy to me, because, like, I... The Greasy Strangler is a difficult movie to watch, but at least it's fucking interesting and weird. Yeah. And this is not. There's nothing fucking interesting <laughs> about this movie. Or weird. I find, like, I find it fascinating how you can fuck up this bad. I'll give it that. Yeah, that yeah, but it's like, unique. It, well, it's not even that unique because there's plenty like this, but it's one of those movies where it's not like so bad it's good no yeah it's like it's just so bad it's bad yeah like there it's not funny it's not something you would like put on ironically at like a midnight movie no if 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 you're enjoying this movie like i was it's because like some wires have been crossed and pain has become pleasure like it's not you're not supposed to like watching this movie yeah this is uh well they have plenty of kmart cenobites in this movie i I love i love how like when she transforms into a cenobite like she just gets buttholes for eyes and they don't really explain it. It's and then, like, yeah, they're buttholes. And then they get covered up by blades. Butthole blades. Butthole blades. What a movie. Ow. Ouchie. <laughs> Doesn't make sense why Pyramid Head comes in and fights the demon, fights her at the no, end geez. and saves. It makes perfect sense. In the book, at the beginning, it says that the girl of power has the, has the, the servant. <laughs> or something. <laughs> yeah, it. but isn't That's isn't isn't Alessa supposed to be like pure evil? Like, isn't that the whole point that Sharon is like the good part of Alessa? 
that she put into a baby for some reason. I guess when they fuse, they're just normal. <sighs> God, it's so fucking stupid. It's really dumb. It's yeah. so fucking dumb. None oh. of it fucking makes any goddamn sense. Speaking of speaking of things being really stupid, not making any sense, I want I do want to bring up my favorite bit because it, it, it summarizes so much of the plot at the very beginning. Uh, Heather is in high school, her high school class, which is hilarious because she looks like she's thirty. Um, uh, they all do. You know? Yeah, she she's in her she's in her high school class, and it's her first day of school, and uh, which is hilarious. Again, saying it's about a thirty year old, but like it's her first day of school, and she stands up in the class and says, "All right, well, Heather, your uh, name is." She looks the teacher looks at the clipboard. Uh, Heather, uh, why don't you introduce yourself, Heather? And instead of just going like, "Hi, my name's Heather," because like the whole point of this this girl is that she's. Or what's already been established is that she is on the run. Yeah, she is. She's being brought from town to town. Her dad was checking her hair to make sure, like the the eye is still in it, that their identities need to be hidden. So, the natural thing to do in this movie, where you're trying to get to Silent Hill as quickly as possible, is for her to be like, "Hi, I'm Heather. I don't really have much to say about myself," and sit back down. And that's it, you know. And it's like, ooh, mystery, you know. Like that. There you go. Moving on. Instead, (laughs) what we get is a very long. Yeah. yeah, dialogue sequence about like, hi, I'm Heather, but like, you don't really want to know me, and when I say that, I mean you really don't want to get to know me, and it's like it's the most like high school like OC. Shit. It's like it what feels a, like an insult. It's right? like what yeah. a, what a way what a way to draw attention Thank to yourself. Yeah. Like yeah, if she was really trying to keep a low profile, yeah, exactly like you said. You know, she might say a couple of words like, "Oh, me and my dad just moved here." You know, uh, nice to meet you guys, and sit back down. But instead, she gives like a two minute speech about how. I don't want to get to know you, so don't even try to get to know me. We're not friends. We're not ever going to be friends. You don't need to remember my name because I sure as hell won't remember any of yours. I'm not going to talk to you in the lunchroom. I'm not going to read your blog. I'm not going to retweet you. Like, literally, just like going on and on and on. And it's like, if you were in high school and a new student stood up and did that, you would be telling all of your friends about it for the rest of the day I, you would not yeah. believe what this crazy new bitch in class said <laughs> when the teacher asked her to introduce herself like what a fucking way as a high school student to draw attention to yourself it's absolutely <laughs> fucking absurd so uh in class today there was this uh 30 year old undercover cop doing this uh, 21 <laughs> jump street style thing <laughs> and uh they uh just started quoting uh an incel subreddit it was it was bizarre yo yo i was there too she literally said i'm not like the other girls man it was fucking crazy on the subject of undercover cops there's a private investigator <laughs> character who we mentioned who i guess was hired by the cult to find her if they're trapped in silent hill i don't know how they're hiring pis like outside like in the real world but he's dressed like a pi from the 1940s he's he's dressed yeah he's dressed like fucking humphrey bogart in like the maltese falcon he's wearing like a baggy suit with like the the tie kind of like loosened at the neck a little bit like 
a trench coat, and he's even got like a, a, a fedora. Like he's dressed like a fucking like Dick Tracy, like you said. It's fucking absurd. It's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> it's not. It's so stupid. My favorite part is after he dies, uh, the cops uh, pull out his wallet from uh, the body bag, and they're like. Oh, yep, this is a private investigator. He must be from out of town. Yeah. No, no, not even must be. Just he's a private investigator from out of town. It's like, how do you know that? Yeah. Presumably he's got his PI's license in his wallet, but it sure does look like they're just looking at his driver's license. It's something license. you definitely loudly announce. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's another, there's another like plot thing like that at the beginning where Sean, Sean uh, Bean gives her a gift. And he says, oh, fuck, what is it? Um, uh, I, yeah. it he gives her a vest. Yeah, well, no, no, but, but what he says to her is something like, um, yeah, well, you know, like, I just want to give a gift to my almost 18-year-old For my soon-to-be 18-year-old daughter. <laughs> like, yeah, that's, that, that's the word, yeah, soon-to-be 18-year-old daughter. It's like, like, why would you put this? it like that? Why did you wink so many times? Yeah, what the fuck? Also, like, after she puts the vest on, she, like, goes and sits on his lap. And it's like, no 18-year-old girl is wanting to, like, sit on her dad's lap. Like, weird. that's weird. Yeah. yeah. But, like, it's, it's clearly for the plot. Like, I guess it's, it's really, it's really, like, chauvinistic <laughs> and important He's... for them to tell us that she's almost 18. We're she's almost 18, she's yeah. Like, like, do you see the vibe you got? Like, it's like the writer's like, yeah, it's, we, gotta, we gotta make sure that they know that she's almost 18. You're it's like, she's hot. It's, it's okay it's like, if you think fuck? she's hot. She's legal. <laughs> yeah. She's not an undercover cop, okay? Yeah, yeah it's She's so not creepy. 30. Yeah, man. Yeah, Speaking creepy. of stupid fucking details sean bean has like an occult box with just like <laughs> every time she's had a dream about silent hill oh, she God. writes it in her diary in the video game silent hill font yeah and he goes in and he tears them out of her diary he keeps them in an envelope in this box that's carved with like all of these occult symbols and, and stuff like, it's carved like on the outside and, yeah and my yeah. man's trying to keep a low profile it's like this is like yeah if like anybody were to look around in the house and like see that like i'd be like oh what's in this you know it's yeah. like it like draws attention to it and it's like it's it doesn't even have like a lock on it or anything it's just like a big wooden box it's like do you not have like a safe or something oh yeah i, I was joking uh during that section that i really wish they would have had one of them just be the silent hill you know, writings, but with a cool S. With the cool S yeah. that you draw on in on your all your papers in school. Yeah, yeah, that would that would have been that would have been neat. I it guess anything. I guess yeah, yeah, anything besides what they gave us here. I like I like that uh, when she's at the fast food restaurant, which has the most generic name I've ever heard. I think it's called Happy Burger. Yeah. Um. Uh. And there's at, clowns there for. Because clowns are scary. Because clowns are scary. Not yeah. because there would ever be, like, that many clowns at a burger place. At, a at, at the town. mall. At the, the fucking mall. mall. Yeah, like, weird. Maybe a birthday event, but even still. No. And then she runs into the back halls trying to get away from the investigator and takes, like, an old cage elevator, like, eight floors down into the basement of the mall because, yeah. yeah. Well, well, like, when she's in, she's in the Happy Burger, she sees, like, the children all eating burgers and shit. And then, like, she goes into warpy Silent Hill mode, and she sees... Silent Hill vision. Yeah, yeah. and they look, they instead look like zombies eating, like, flesh instead. And they put this, like, 
warping effect on yeah. the camera where like they're literally just like widening and shrinking the image and making it like turn artificially yeah and it's the same scary effect it's quote scary effect that they use in the introduction to the cabin fever song in Muppet Treasure Island it's, like, it's, like, it's oh, a very it's a very too. it's like, a very common effect to show that a character is disoriented in like movies from the fucking like 50s through the 80s yeah it's like if you've watched any episode of the twilight zone like you've seen this effect that that was the worst it stands uh, out so strangely in this movie worst section of the movie in terms of production design too because it was very clear that they shot it at an actual mall so they couldn't dress it at all because things were open so they just put people in spooky makeup and let her run and desaturate outside the of the mall yeah. into a different set immediately because yeah. like they couldn't do anything with it. And that yeah. was that was the first thing that really off put me to the movie when I watched it back in 2012. Oh, that was the first and... moment that the movie was off putting. Well, well, back when I watched it like 2012, yeah, because like you're completely well not first off putting, but like that's where I completely like lost faith in the film. Also. Okay. Because, I mean, now, I think if I had been watching it for the first time, I would have lost faith well before, but, like... Um, five five minutes in, when they explain how she escaped from Silent Hill, yeah. that's when I but lost any small, tiny bit of faith I had it's in this like, movie. Yeah, you find yourself, like, like, kind of almost shouting at the screen at that point, because it's like, what the, what the fuck is this? There's, like, scary, like zombie clowns and stuff like like silent hill has nothing to do with any of that like none of the games yeah have like visions of like zombie clowns eating flesh that is just well they bring it back later at the fucking carnival at like the spooky carnival in silent hill and like the merry-go-round with all the horses wrapped in plastic and pyramid head in the middle cranking it with this big he's uh, just cranking it yeah, his his big uh, his big exercise bike that is turning the the whole carousel, uh, where she has her showdown with Alessa, where they fuse into one. I guess for reasons yeah. I I don't fucking know. The dark becomes. Light. Can we rate? Can we rate this and be yeah. done? Yeah, I'm so. T- I don't want to talk about this anymore. <sighs> this was fucking miserable. Half a star. Yeah, I I don't like Silent Hill anymore. <laughs> I don't like the games. I don't like Kojima. <laughs> I don't like Konami. I don't I don't like movies anymore. Ten, I don't think Kojima in there too. Uh, just film in general. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Awesome. It's over. Uh, half a star. We've 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 entered the Ben hates movies arc yeah. of the podcast. I love it. Um, I'm so glad I could I could bring about this this new age. Um, yeah, uh, five stars, man. It's a masterpiece. <laughs> Fucking great. Yeah, like, no. yeah, let's do it. No, um, uh, what if I did? I wouldn't believe you. I, I don't know. believe you. Maybe I'm just gonna give it five stars. No, I won't <laughs> accept it. <laughs> yeah, fuck it. I won't accept that rating. I don't care what people think about my ratings. Fuck it. Yeah, five stars. No, I'm not actually going to No, it's not. Um, I won't accept it. Five stars. It's a legitimate torture weapon I can use on others. Yeah, five stars. I mean, yeah, five stars for that, for sure. Um, uh, Yeah, I've conditioned myself. I've had little bits of poison. You see, so like I could, yeah, like Rasputin. Yeah. You eat a little bit of arsenic every morning with mm-hmm. breakfast. Uh, exactly. you just watch one two-minute quibby of it yeah. every day. Yeah.
That's yeah. Now, now that you just put on the Lawrence Bulk show and I just start cackling hysterically and no one knows why. Um, yeah, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say uh, Lawrence Bulk is for old people. It's old, yes, it's yes. Bit. But anyway, um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say uh, fuck it. Solidarity, half a star. Why not? That sounds good. Okay, cool. Unanimous. Dog shit. <laughs> Ignore this one. Don't watch this movie. That's not bad. We should, it, uh... Yes, it is. It's it's literally the worst rating that we could possibly give it. We should, uh, start tracking, uh, golden poops. Oh, there you uh, go. This is golden poops. Doo-doo, doo-doo pods. Yeah, we've had a few. Slender was a unanimous half star. Yeah, I think that was just the that was just you and me, though. Fear.com. Fear, Fear.com.com. I have since seen Slender, and I would agree. Is I... Yeah. I... I when we were going into this, I I was asking like, is this going to be the worst film we've ever covered for this podcast? And uh, though we gave it the same unanimous lowest score possible, I do still think personally that Fear dot com dot com is worse. Uh, yeah, yeah, by, it is a little bit by worse. a by a very very narrow margin. I I think that. Uh, that that's still the worst movie we've ever talked about on this podcast. But Slender is up there, or down there, I should say. This is definitely down there. I'm trying to think of others. I don't know. Yeah, I was going to pull up my art lift here. This movie takes you to hell. No way. A lot of our previous unanimous half-stars were, like, early solo movies. Like, Megan is Missing. Ooh, yeah, fuck that. Like Megan that. is Missing sucks, too. I've kind of memory hold that one. Mm. Yeah, back when we still did uh, did punishment reviews. <laughs> yeah, well, all right. Unanimous half star. Uh, what, 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 what's next week? Uh, well, I'll, I'll leave this option up to you guys. Because we can either cover orphan first kill oh good Another which movie. we did we did veto yeah cleveland so, and i vetoed that at the beginning of the I year didn't because it looks it kind of <laughs> looks hilarious however you guys vetoed it so i'll leave it up to you guys to decide whether we want to do it or not if not it's my pick um so. honestly it looks like dear evan hansen levels of bad the trailer now that we now that we have a trailer to <laughs> yes. go off of um uh i wouldn't be opposed I'm a. Do we have to go? We have to go to the theater for that, or is no, it streaming anywhere? It's on stream. Oh, thank God. Oh, okay, God. okay, okay, okay. All right, I'll I'll rescind my veto. I don't think any of us have seen the original Orphan, right? You so know what? When we, we we covered the the yeah. most recent Grudge movie. None of us had ever seen the fucking Grudge. That either. yeah, no, that's true. Yeah. That's true. I've since seen all of them. Uh, well. I don't think we lost anything by not. <laughs> well, okay. I, mean, I love the movies, but then it's I. Then I guess next week is uh, is Orphan First Kill. So the uh, the the whew, yeah. the ride the ride continues. Oh. The ride of shitty movies continues. Well, sponsor time. <laughs> Ring a ling ding, sponsor ding. So we can <laughs> wrap this up and be put out of our misery. Oh, speaking of wrapping up, here's a wrapped up piece of paper with a sponsor written on it. I'm just going to fold it open and tell you all what the sponsor is this week as we do every week because that's what we do. This episode... Oh. Just read that paper. Um, ouch. Uh, yeah. What uh, does it say? Oh, 
what? Why is this sponsoring? Why is this sponsoring the podcast? Um, yeah, uh, this, this, ep- <laughs> this is fitting. Uh, this episode is, is brought to you by Hurricane Katrina. Uh, <laughs> uh it, it happened, and, and now it's happening again. Uh, same hurricane. It's, it's, it's kind of like the butterfly effect, but it's just, it's the same butterfly. Do you say butterfly effect? <laughs> <laughs> Almost the brundle fly effect. <laughs> I was gonna say, it's just, it's I'm pretty sure you said butterfly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't mean to, but it, it fits. It's a bunder. It's the <laughs> a Hurricane Katrina was caused by the by a bunderfly flapping its wings. I bundered that one. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a bunderfly effect. <laughs> you can go to the library and read about it. Uh, it's a um, it's a hurricane that happened. I remember it uh, last time. And now it's sponsoring the episode, I guess. Cleveland and I are Hurricane Katrina survivors. We are. We were there. It didn't really hit where I'm we a, lived I'm particularly bad, though. But we did. But we did. We did survive it. We did hey, survive it. It was there. Me too, actually. I I survived it. I wasn't anywhere near it. But, but you did survive. I did survive. Yeah. So damn. Technically. True. Well, yeah, but but by that technicality, we're we're. We're all 9-11 survivors, too. And that's yeah, right. Uh, yeah. That's show right. Some, show yeah. some respect. Yeah. <laughs> no. Hold on. <laughs> Let's not steal Valor now. Wait, that's not Valor. Whatever. Whatever that is. It's, stealing, it's theft of some kind. And I don't, stealing, I don't nine, stealing 9-11 Valor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Oh dear. Oh no. That's it. That's it Please, for this podcast. Oh God. If you feel so inclined, but I wouldn't blame you if you don't. Uh, you can leave <laughs> yeah. us five stars on Apple Podcasts or wherever. Or have leave, a star, leave us you know? a review. Well, no, <laughs> no, I would. I would rather no. you don't do that because we don't have that many reviews. So, like a half star would kind of like, tank, sure, like yeah. tank our numbers a little bit. I, so, I, I, I hope we're. We've given our listeners a better time than Silent Hill Revelations. Yeah, I mean, I hope I hope you got some some vicarious pleasure from our pain, and if you did, leave us a review. And, yeah, I hope and a this good, movie was worth it. And a good. <sighs> well, on your face right now. You you're gonna get yours. You're gonna <laughs> you're gonna get you're gonna get got. Fucking bring it! I'm ready. When you're when you're least ex- when you're least expecting it. <laughs> You're gonna get got, um, but uh, you can. You can, throw at me. you can also uh, support us on Patreon at Patreon.com/slash/PodPeoplePod. Uh. Yeah. Shout out to honorary Pod Boys Sam Simon and Zach Confer. Um, I I hope you guys enjoyed this. <laughs> if you guys enjoyed the hard suffering, because I know y'all are listening at least. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at PodPeoplePod. And at letterbox.com slash podpeoplepod, where you'll find a list of all the films we've talked about on the show with our average ratings and links to those reviews. You can follow me on Twitter at some spooky snake. I'm on Twitter at Mr. Sheets. And I'm occasionally tweeting for LightArc Studios. We put out progress on It Stairs Back. You can also find them on LightArcStudio.com. Uh, or find it, not M. I don't know why I said that. Anyway, M. Uh, you can also find my work on DreadXP.com. Uh, amongst all of the super cool spooky games, uh, I do art for them, and it's fucking awesome and great. 
uh, most recently, of course, you've got the Mortuary Assistant, um, uh, which is an absolute banger of a game, as I said last week. Um, and, yeah, much more to be said there. Uh, stay tuned. We've got some cool announcements coming up for new things that I can finally start talking about very soon, and I'm very excited about that. So keep your eyes on Dread XP. That's it for me. All right. Uh, well, uh, this was awful. Uh, bye. <laughs>